1: Good morning. It is Monday, August 12. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira.
0: And I'm Jay the Oliveira. And um, let me pray for today. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, Lord, as I think about this passage and I uh, think about this moment, and I ask for uh, your spirit to give us wisdom, um, help us to unpack it, help us to be able to delve into it and to show the beauty and strength that it actually brings into our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay, today I'm reading Colossians 2, verses 4 through 15 in the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments, for though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong, subheading freedom from rules and new life in Christ. And now, just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you, are also, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by physical procedure— Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with Him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for He forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross.
0: Okay, so our question for today is this. Uh, Let's pause for a moment and look at your life's history. And who are the people, moments, and things that have shaped your identity? What does it look like in Jesus now? And can you claim that identity?
1: Mm. That's a big question. Do you want to start?
0: Yeah, I mean... I think that when I reflect on my life uh, and and just take moments inside there, what what I feel like I need to do is write um, to people, reach out to people, um, text people, call people and and thank them and thank them because there's just so many people that I know who I felt like have been influential in my life, who've like talked wisdom or, or good truth or things that have actually shaped the way that I am and and I, I'd like to do that more often. Um, like actually thank people, not just uh, stop, reflect, say thank you to God about it, but actually say thank you to them as well. Because it's just maybe it's just good for people to know that they have been an influence and shaped people and, and shaped me actually. And so I, I like to look at that all the time, and I think that that helps me. Realize that we belong to wider communities, that we, we need each other, and that uh, so many people change who we are all the time.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. We were talking about stories and how stories build your and create your identity in Australia mm. last week. So, of course, people, moments, and things, experiences, all of that are the things that form stories. So what's interesting about that is that the kinds of stories that you tell and the the people who factor into them, the more you tell those, the more they do kind of shape your identity. So you have some control over doing that just by the way that you think about your life. But yeah, I think I have so many of family members and friends and students and colleagues and random people whose names I don't even remember, but who were important to me in some way, you know, I'll have things like that. Um, And moving places, having lived in different locations. I think living overseas for me was a big identity shifting thing and just Recognizing as you move around and live different places and live amongst different people that there are lots of different ways to do things and lots of different ways to be. And I don't know the people who don't have that experience always understand that. They can be very, like, you know, they think there is a way to live or whatever. And that's true. I think not really.
0: I think that's true. Uh, Every country has a. a county, a state, an area, a village, um, a community, and I think there is just a, a lot of comfort in being the same, doing the same, being this particular way. I, I talk to people who say, you know, um, I was actually talking to somebody just the other day who said they're going they're going abroad to a country that I know, and um, they were asking me, you know, how to prepare to to speak there and do what they're going to do, and and I realized that I hadn't been there in thirteen years. As oh, I was, wow. as I was reflecting on it, I thought. Oh wow, it's been it's been a long time since I've been to that place, and so as I was giving this person some advice, I suddenly thought, I don't know, I don't, don't know, even know, whether that advice is valid. The, yeah, and I said to because this person, country's
1: probably cha- I mean, think how much of this country's changed in thirteen years. Yeah,
0: and I think it you know, it, it does change. And then I also thought, actually, you know what? I bet you there's a lot of things that are exactly the same as well. There's like this tension with some places, and I think some people love to kind of be in the same zone, and then others they really do get changed just by the perspective of being fresh or new. You know, like when you go into a house uh, for the very first time, you think, oh, that could be different. When you meet somebody from 30, mm. 40 years ago, it's like it's just a it's a contrast of how we exist and how we connect with each other. So I think that those things change us. I think there are so many people who change us. But yeah, I think also that people struggle with, uh, with finding new things as well. So what does that that new identity look like in Jesus and how can you claim that identity as well? I think that we all change um, our view of who Jesus is as we grow ourselves and hopefully as we grow into Jesus as well. And, and by that, I mean in a, a deeper appreciation, which we were trying to talk about a little bit yesterday, you know, that you can invest and and you can be more engaged in as Jesus is seeking you and pulling you in. And I think that's important as well.
1: See, I feel a little unsure about this, your identity being shaped in Jesus. I feel, I mean, I don't have conclusive evidence of this, obviously, but it feels to me like people who are Christians tend to, they, they are however they are, you know, they have certain personality characteristics, beliefs, whatever, and they basically attribute those to Jesus. So I don't know if we so much change as we become Christians as we just kind of change Christianity to suit. I mean, look at all the arguments amongst Christians right now and all using biblical texts and all using Jesus, every single one of them. It's an appeal to Jesus would never do this or, well, no, you're wrong. Jesus would never do this. You know, and it's like, well, you can't both be right because these are totally opposing things, but each person believes it. Equally, and I think that they come to that belief through something in their own makeup of their brain, whatever kind of makes sense to them, and then they make that about God. Do you know what I mean?
0: So we've created a—we're all worshiping an idol then.
1: I don't know if I would go so far as to say that, but I don't know how you genuinely—I mean, this is an honest question. I'm not just trying to be a jerk. Um, I'm saying that I honestly wonder about it. How do I know if what I'm doing is following Jesus? Like, How do I know what that really is and how— how do I know it's not just a well, a, pro- a product of my own delusional, wishful thinking that I would like things yeah. to be this way or that I, I, I like think, this way of being, and so I attribute it to Jesus, you know?
0: I think it's the loneliness, actually. Um, I think that at some point, people have to, to pause a little bit, as we're trying to do today, and ask ourselves, um, are we truly listening to voices in our head? Uh, are we truly saying that we are the creator and the be-all and end-all of everything? Or is there something greater? And then if they, if you spend time reflecting on there is something greater and you conclude that, which I, I actually believe that all humanity, if they take time to say, we cannot be the only thing in this universe, will we'll, we'll spiral into a space of like, well, what is the driving force, the cause behind all of this?
1: Mm-hmm. And this
0: is where I think the the attribution and the description of who Jesus Christ is really plays into it. What we've done, uh, we've done a really good job of. I'd say that sarcastically. We've done a really mm-hmm. horrible job out.
1: You should say it more sarcastically in your tone. Yeah. What we've done a really good job
0: yeah. of. Yeah, I should. But okay. what we've done a really horrible thing with is that we've claimed many things in the name of Jesus and 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 actually destroyed a lot of the, the beauty and strength of God is love, and, and God wants to actually build, has built us for community. And we've done that because we actually want to be gods. We want to we want to be the creator. And I think we we struggle with the idea of being a created being that's actually create, capable of creating, and yet we have a source, and that source is in Christ. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's so much to be unpacked in what you said because uh, th- the fundamental... Element inside there is that yes, you can you can do a lot of things, and it doesn't have to be in the name of Jesus. You look at any society without the name of Jesus, and they're they're horrific as well. So mm. I don't think Jesus is the. I'm not saying Jesus the, is the, the thing problem that, that people like. Oh, they did this because but I just find it really
1: annoying the constant appeals to about Jesus. I would actually rather hear somebody just make an argument and don't cite Jesus at all. Um, do you Do you know what I mean?
0: No. But, oh, okay. But let's talk about that tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for sure, it'll
1: be a different topic tomorrow. Well,
0: let's, uh, let's. I'm sure we scrap can steer the, topic. the conversation. Let's scrap the topic tomorrow, um, and we'll let's go will see. It might,
1: it might not make any right. sense by that point. Let me
0: repeat the question here. Um, pause for a moment. Look at your life history. Who are the people, moments, and things that have shaped your identity? What does it look like in Jesus now? And can you claim that identity? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love, and we'll connect tomorrow.